This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're listening to the Mostly Harmless Podcast. At least you better be. podcast i'm your host damon damien all right buddies welcome back it's been a long time since i've uttered that faithful phrase of mine made a complete utter fool out of myself on this uh, mostly harmless podcast and uh before we get into today's chat with um with my good buddy mr chris Barron, i wanted to talk to you a little bit today about uh about what's been going on in my mental health uh we did the last show about three months ago and around that time i was recognized by denver's alt weekly the westward that uh mostly harmless is one of the top music podcasts in denver it's pretty cool our live show was getting great write-ups and reviews and uh, I got to meet one of my all-time music heroes, Elvis Costello. I met Elvis Costello backstage at one of his shows. It was incredible. I It was so high, I never thought I would come down. And then I went on a date with a girl that I had a gigantic crush on for years. And uh, it took us matching on Tinder to finally go out on a date together. And uh, I thought to myself, holy shit, I'll never come down. And buddy, how down did I come? Um, I didn't expect it, but I lost my fucking mind right after that very shortly. And um, I, I, very, I try to very openly talk about that I battled depression. Um, it's kind of hard to talk about that depression because right now I'm in an upswing and I'm doing really well. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. And, you know, I have ups and downs, strikes and gutters. And, and for me, what comes up must go down. And I came so high a few months back and then I just crumbled. I just lost my fucking mind and and it was bad. It was really 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 bad and I never thought I would I would come up out of it. I felt like I was drowning and I felt like there was no end. I was at the bottom of the pool and I'd never get back up and and if you're wondering buddies, was it that bad and how bad was it? I I'm just going to tell you this. It was that bad. I never thought I'd come back to this or anything. And, 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 and luckily I, I have a really good, strong support group that's here and supports me and knew I was doing bad and really like held my hand and helped me out and, and, and worked with me. And then in the interim, um, I, I hit the ground so hard, it was time for a change and I, I quit this thing. I quit everything that made me happy. I almost quit my job. I, I, I when I say I almost quit everything, I almost quit everything. Not easy words to say. But I'm still here. We're still plugging away. We're still doing this silly little show. Again, um, and it's thanks to some wonderful advice I got from comedian Chris Gethart on his uh, WTF with Mark Marin appearance and through his Risk appearance and a lot of other comedians and a lot of other people dealing with the stuff. But it was Chris Gethart in, in particular was talking about going to see a therapist and how he was seeing the complete wrong therapist. He should have never been seeing this person, but they really helped to get him back on track. And so now I've been seeing a therapist. I'm getting back on track. And I, I really, I, I, there was a point where I never thought I'd do Mostly Harmless again. And I'm talking to this woman. She was talking to me about, you know, what makes you happy. And and really, you know, this show's, you read the iTunes reviews and whatnot. Like, it's not the best show. But it makes me happy and it makes me feel more complete than I've ever felt in my entire life. And that's hopefully the message that we purvey and, and, and push on the show is that even if you're not very good at something, you, you can make a difference. It, it can help help you emotionally, creatively. It, it, doing what you love helps, no matter if it's good or not. Who cares? Just ask uh, your your friend's dad who plays in the blues band every night down the street. So my therapist pushed me to jump back in and push. She's like, she's like, what's it going to take? And I'm like, what's it going to take? It's going to take me just fucking doing it getting up off the couch sitting down talking to somebody and just making it happen and and i chose chris Barron as the first person back because i knew that he had some some stuff that we could talk about that deals with this stuff and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today and i knew that he'd be very understanding and very giving as an interviewee he's the person you want to talk to 
no matter what because he's always got some great things to say. And uh, he really did have some really great things to say, and I'm really thankful because I feel a hundred times better and more of a human being now that we've done this chat with Chris. Um, hopefully, we'll get this show back on a week-to-week basis as much as possible. I can't guarantee it. I work 40 hours a week at a job I hate, um, and then my extracurriculars keep me pretty busy, but I really, really, really want to get this show back on the road, and I'm really going to take a focus on maybe talking a little bit about, more about mental health, getting back, getting up off the couch, and making things happen. Uh, we we played with the name, uh, the idea of changing the name to Participation Points because I really want to talk about participation um, and how easy and how much fun it is that might come in the future. Maybe let me know what you think. Mostly harmless podcast.com. But in the meantime, we're just going to keep trying to keep plugging away and doing uh, most of the harmless the same way that I've always done it. Um, and, and thanks to Chris for being a damn good guy and instantly getting what I was trying to talk about. And today we had a really great chat. Can't wait for you to listen to it. Sorry. I've already rambled so much, but I got a little bit more rambling to get into before we get into that. I got to thank our longtime sponsor, my buddies at ratio beer works for their continued contrib contribution to my alcoholism. I'm reading the script and I'm not reading it very well because I keep going off off key and then here we go. We keep trying to get back into it. But uh Ratio Beer Works, you know, if you haven't heard of the place, it's Denver's hottest new brewery. They keep winning all the awards. Which sucks because it was supposed to be a punk rock bar and there are all these fucking suburban white people in there. Um but beyond that, it's bounded by old punk rockers. And Ratio, they really, really pride themselves on tying beer and bands hand to hand all their beers are themed after some of their favorite bands and songs they've got song uh beers branded after the menzingers cursive pup against me uh hot water music um geez I, and, and the list goes on and on and on antidote by the gamuts um so many great beers repeater fugazi that's my favorite beer how did i almost forget that one repeater it's my favorite beer R- ratio go in there tell them damien said order a repeater and they they take a look at the craft world and they they make it a little bit different because they bring along with them their DIY punk rock roots and then they also let me host a silly little thing called the ratio sessions in their tap room where we bring in some some of our favorite punk rock bands to play acoustic versions of uh, your favorite songs we've had Teenage Bottle Rocket Red City Radio The Menzingers uh, Pup has not been there yet but I, I shh, don't tell anybody but I think they're going to be there in a, in a few months Pup so we're going to have some really cool stuff coming up at Ratio Beer Works. So visit RatioBeerWorks.com for more information and visit them at 2920 Larimer Street in the heart of Denver's Rhino District. And stay tuned for more information. We have some videos from the Ratio Sessions coming up and coming out here in the next few weeks. One more real quick thing. We're doing a Mostly Harmless Live, Mostly Harmless Birthday Party at Mutiny Information Cafe on Thursday, July 28th. It's what kicks off uh, UMS here in Denver, the old Underground Music Showcase. Uh, we're, it's going to be birthday party with my fellow Leos, Virgil Dickerson with Suburban Home Records and Illegal Pete's, Scooter James of Pinhead Circus and Tin Horn Prayer, and multiple-time podcast guests, and my good buddy Jeff Allen, who's a graphic artist extraordinaire. I can guarantee you, if you've been in Denver or a fan of Suburban Home Records and Denver music, you've seen his artwork. Uh, we're going to have a surprise comedian guest. There will be donation beers from Ratio Beer Works on hand, and we're going to be hanging out, getting drunk, and talking about birthdays gone wrong. This happens just a couple days before my 35th birthday. It is July. 28th at Mutiny Information Cafe, Second South Broadway here in Denver. So, uh, let's listen. Let's get in this chat, buddies, and let's listen to Chris Barron uh, to get you ready. You know, this is a song off Chris's last release, his last solo release. I, I, it's really good. I fucking love this guy so much. Great musician, great friend, uh, a great guy all around. Uh, this is a track called "Where You Are" from the EP "Where You Are." It's available now in his Bandcamp K. Cage, this Bandcamp cage, this Bandcamp page, and uh, wherever you find Chris Perrin soon. So uh, let's take a listen, buddies. I haven't thought about you since the day that I left. It was yesterday, so now my love, I'm missing you to death. I walk along the silver stream of trailers to the end, but I can't pick up a single. So I turn around again And I wonder where you are In your bed or in your car Are you trying to 
punk celebrity Chris Barron some music hall how's it going it's good sorry I stole your line there no I love it you it's, haven't it's used that other line. people yeah you haven't used that line in a while huh yeah it was kind of like uh, the joke played out <laughs> right. I'm happy for people to to uh, continue it on but for me it's uh, it's enough already <laughs> so like for guys like me like it's just like I'd picked up on it and like I'd met you years ago. Um, I, I bring this up every time we run into each other and I don't expect you to remember it or me, but um, I booked a show for you guys in Colorado Springs once upon a time. Yeah. Six, six years ago maybe? Wow. I don't know, it's been a long time. And uh, the show did okay. Like I, I remember like I, I lost 150 bucks on the show, but that's okay. Okay. And I just remember you being the cool guy and you're like, what merch do you want? And I was like, really okay and like a couple people like ryan young had been that way um the dear landlord guys had been that way once upon a time and, yeah and then like i was like man i'd like this chris Barron guy i see good things in his future oh, that's nice and then All here right. we are and then when i started this podcast years and years and years ago you were on the short list but for whatever reason it's taken like four or five years for me to get you on it's all good well, sorry about are. that no, here no, we are no worries you've been doing some great things lately thank you um today i finally today i i, I hung out and chatted with Jeff Rosenstock a handful of times too and I and I feel bad today was the first day I ever listened to back back to the island oh wow and uh, uh, where'd you start I just randomly because I knew you guys randomly select episodes to talk about uh-huh. I randomly selected an episode about Mr. Echo okay yeah um, the one where he died in and okay. you guys barely talked about it at all and I was like this is great yeah, why haven't I been lost listening to this for years yeah we barely talk about lost on our lost podcast that's kind of our thing yeah <laughs> And uh, it was cool because Mike, Mike from Hard Girls, uh, Shinobu guest starred. Oh like, yeah, he was just okay. Barely in it, he was like, All "Hey, right. uh, we're in the van. Um, hi, <laughs> uh, uh, the Martian." You guys talked yep. a lot about the Martian. Yeah. I watched the Martian just the other day for the first time. I really enjoyed it. But, yeah, I liked it. But uh, I'd rather read the book. I haven't read the book yet, which I hear the book is really, uh, really smart ass, really crude, really crass. Oh, cool. I hear the fun. science checks out. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing. Yeah. So you're kind of a podcast aficionado, mm-hmm. though, right? I love the podcast. What I think of, I might listen to too many. What kind of podcast are you listening to? What are you, what are you out there? Um, I really, I've always, I think the podcast that kind of got me into it was Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, it's my it's favorite. Um, I've been getting trying to get more into things that are uh, less, I mean, entertaining still, but more uh, something that I can enrich and educate myself yeah. because I listen to so much that I should, I'm trying to like figure out a way to uh, just be, be smarter. <laughs> right. um, so there's there's this one called Song Exploder, which is really okay. great. That is basically they dissect a song, uh, the songwriter and the host dissect a song and they have like the studio session and they kind of go through the song and like it, from its demo infancy to its like final form and talk about like writing songs, which is, my number one interest in the world so oh, yeah. yeah i um i got into podcasts working in a bullshit warehouse job and um got really into interview podcasts because right. i was an old zine kid so yeah. inside rip off mark Marin and right. a little bit of chris hardwick in there mm-hmm. i don't know do you listen to stuff like that at all yeah yeah i like that too yeah. i'm not as good as those guys i usually <laughs> drink too much uh when i interviewed jeff where I, I don't even like the word interview because we're, we're just two dudes hanging out backstage in a closet totally. chatting about things but like when i chatted with jeff I didn't know it was going to happen. We'd had way too many. I'd had way too many beers. I think he was just Jeff. Um, that yeah. was a fun. That was a fun, a fun night. But I haven't done. I haven't chatted with anybody in like three months. Oh really? Like I had taken an extended break. It was one of those. It was like I, I try to do one a week. Uh-huh. I was like I'm not. Gonna, uh, 
Monday crept up on me. I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow never came. And tomorrow, yeah. here it is three months later. And I'm like, um, I'm like, I need to get back into it. I need to get back in the game. I saw you were coming to town. I'm like, Chris is the dude to jump back into it. Yeah. Here we are. All now right. We're now we're into Welcome it. Welcome back. Now I can't stop. <laughs> um, but no, so for real though, um, I I'd found myself, I work a 40 hour a week job and then I do all these extracurricular activities that kind of tie into this Mostly Harmless podcast thing we're doing here. And uh, I found my batteries were completely drained. Yeah. Completely depleted. Totally. So what I want to ask you is, you're somebody who has your hands in so many pots, so many pans, you're doing so much stuff. What does Chris Barron do when his batteries are depleted? Oh, when my batteries are depleted, I sink down to deep, deep depression. Right? Uh, yeah. Yep, I get, I get depressed. And, um, and then once, and then I start, from the depression, I start getting really anxious. And then the anxiety uh, forces me to start just doing something again. See, for <laughs> me, it's the opposite. It's like, oh man, like, uh, it's it's like I have a to-do list. I I really have a to-do list, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And I look at it, and I'm like, uh, I can do it tomorrow. Yeah. But you don't have that problem. You just jump right. You're like, fuck it. I'm gonna jump right back in. I tr- it's it fe- it feels more like a. Uh, like a problem than a solution most of the time, but it does. But I once, get that too. yeah, once I do get get into like a swing or like a routine and start actually like doing the things on a to do list, that's when I start to feel better. I stop feeling so depressed and yeah. I feel less anxious and I don't know. It feels good to be productive. You know, yeah. that's that's I've kind of realized that. It took me a long time, but like when you complete a, a list of things to do in a day you feel that's like you feel great <laughs> and, you're, and, you're, and right now you're like on tour with brian fallon where there's a day sheet of everything you got to do today yep so i bet how, how does it feel at the end of the day on especially on a tour like this where um you're 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 part of a pretty big machine here it's fun it's it's good it, it is actually kind of uh hard to stay focused though because it is for me, this is like this is so easy touring yeah. like this because I'm not used to being. I'm riding with them in the bus, and I'm not used to stuff like that. I'm used to driving all day, uh, like personally driving all day, and and not really having time to do anything. And now I basically have. I wake up in the parking lot of the venue, and I have all day to do <laughs> anything I want. And I will find myself kind of. And this is true in a lot of situations for me. If I if I feel like I have like so many possibilities, I just won't do anything for yeah. some reason. I'll, I'll I'll kind of like anxiety will kind of be like, well, what are you gonna do? You have to do one thing, and then I just don't do anything. I just look at right. my computer all day. Same here. Yeah, it's 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 it sucks. I've actually things have gotten so bad in this. It, I it, I feel like I can get real with you. Things have gotten so bad for me personally in my real life that I started seeing a therapist. Great, I love therapy. It and the other day I'm like, well, I've started, I've I, I do all these things out of passion that I love, and I'm not doing them anymore. They're not giving me any passion. She's like, in the very therapist way, she's like, so how do you find your passion again? That's why I'm talking to you, and she yeah. makes you, she pulls it out of me, and I'm yeah. like. It's like, well, you need to just start doing it again. And I was like, okay, Chris Barron, you're it. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. I'm sorry to throw no, that on No, it's okay. You. Therapy. But, but, I figured, but I figured that you and me could probably talk about this and probably get some good things going. Yeah. And understand. Yeah, I was super depressed like two and a half years ago. And I, I started seeing a therapist. I stopped drinking. I, w- I never had like a problem with drinking. Yeah. I just, it was just something that was like, well, this is definitely not making me feel better <laughs> in the long run. So I quit drinking and I started going to therapy and just kind of, you know, of course it's not, nothing's immediate, but it just slowly started, I just started to put little things into practice and just be, you know. What are those little things? Because I'm trying to find out for myself. Yeah. So it's, I can it's, save those therapy bills. It's, yeah, it's, it's. <laughs> It's all the things that like my mom always told me to do that I was just like, oh, whatever, mom. It's just like exercising yeah. makes you feel better. Uh, you know, the, like I said, making lists of things to do and kind of chasing those and kind of making goals. It, it's, it, it's so scary to face that stuff. And it doesn't sound scary, but when you're faced with it and when you're like, or even faced with the idea of, of like, somebody's like write down your goals you're like woo that's scary because then yeah. i have to then i'll then i'll like see the things i want and i'll either either uh fail yeah or try to yeah. succeed at them yeah 
Um, and, and like I'm talking to this woman, she's like, what do you want to get out of this? And I'm like, wait a minute. You mean things can be different than the way they are? Yeah. And that's what I'm already slowly learning. And, and hopefully, and, and, and I should, probably should have warned you before we got into this, that the idea, I have this idea that there's somebody like me, my mirror twin image listening to this. Oh, was yeah. like, wait a minute, I can, I can, I can get out of this too. So that's hopefully Yeah, I mean, that's why I write songs, you know, that's why I think a lot of people write songs yeah. because they hope that there's somebody out there that can relate to what they're saying. Yeah. Um, so one, th- one thing that I like to talk about on this show lately, and it all ties directly into what we're talking about right now, is um, I'd found myself at like 26 years old, working a bullshit office job, uh-huh. a warehouse job, even worse. It's right. dirty, it's dusty, it's sweaty. I'm listening to Mark Marin. I used to do zines when I was an 18-year-old. It's been 10 years, and I'm like, I missed it. Yeah. And then one day I decided, I'd worked in a couple of music venues. I had some access to some people and things and stuff, and I was like, I'm going to go interview Chuck Reagan. Oh, yeah. Interview Chuck Reagan. Nicest right. fucking guy in the world. Oh, yeah. You know, we all Super know. Nice. And I was like, oh, my. It was like the best drug I could have ever taken. Yeah. And here I am like five years later. You know, I got my ups and downs, but I've gotten to do so much because one day I was like, I'm going to go fucking do this thing. Right. And I bet beforehand you were psyching yourself up and you were nervous right. and like, holy shit, what's this going to be like? And then after you dig, you're like, that was easy. And like, there's all this anxiety for something you haven't even done yet. I know. Well, it's because it's a fear of it's a fear of failure, you know? Yeah. You, but you have to just jump in, you yeah. know? And, and and if you fail, you fail and you do it right. again. Uh, Stephen Colbert has actually got a really... When he started the Colbert Report, I read this interview. He, he's recycled the bit in his new like late-night talk show uh, PR stuff, but learn to love the bomb. It's an yeah. improv thing. Right, yeah. And uh, it's like, you know, you screw up, who cares? Just embrace it and keep going. Right. And that's the reason why this is called Most of the Harmless of Damn It, Damien, because I screw up all the damn time. Yeah. And it's actually kind of fun. When, once you embrace it, it's kind of fun. Totally. Um, so you started playing music out in public in high school. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, pretty young. Uh, we started Fake Problems. I was... We started a version of Fake Problems when I was like 16. Yeah. Um, and that was... Uh, me and the bass player Derek and then a few other friends in, in like high school and in the in the music scene and uh in, in like because you weren't actually in high school or did you go to I was school? homeschooled yeah 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 so so it's an even different beast for you I, I imagine right yeah so but I, I was really connected with everybody through the music scene and um so we started that band and we, we were we were kind of just kind of like a local band for like two years and then we kind of broke up because everybody else went to college, and I, and Derek, the bass player, and I had it in in our heads that we wanted to, you know, be a touring band. So we kind of rebooted Fake Problems and, and wrote all new songs and got uh, Casey and Sean, the two other people, in Fake Problems, and uh, and then we just took it from there and we just started touring and we we hit it pretty hard for like. Until I'd say we we were a pretty full time band till like 2012. Yeah, yeah. And I, that's I can't remember. I think it was like 2011 when I booked you guys. You guys were touring for Real Ghosts. Yeah. Um, still, you'd had like a night off in between Albuquerque or Phoenix. I think it was actually Phoenix and Denver. And I just noticed and through your agent and offering, it was like done, cool, yeah. awesome. Um, but I want to go back to those early days when you were first starting out. I know. At least for me, like that anxiety, that fear, getting up on stage takes a lot of courage. Yeah, it takes a lot of like, takes a lot of balls to like write songs and put them out there. How did you find that courage at such a young age to just do it? Uh, it never really even occurred to me when I was that <laughs> when I was younger. It kind of just was like, oh, this is fun. This is what I do. You know, I was kind of, I had a lot more bravado and confidence when I was like a teenager. I wish I had at that age. Yeah, well, I wish I had it back because <laughs> as I've grown older, I feel like I'm less and less, I have less and less kind of like like pointless confidence, which I think is probably a good thing in general, but sometimes I wish when, I, when I'm feeling my most anxious that I could just blindly believe in myself yeah. <laughs> as but- I did when I was a teenager. Well, and that's one thing I like about your Twitter feed is that it's like overconfident. Yeah, that's a yeah. joke, obviously. Well, <laughs> I get that, but um, where does that? Where are the lines drawn between the character you play on Twitter and the person you really are? Like, is that the person you want to be, um, or is that just kind of like the haha? Like, because I play a character too. 
Like, right. Even right now, I'm like the talk show host character. And when I hit stop, I'm going to go back to my corner and sit quietly. But Yeah. I don't Sorry, know. I had a I, lot of coffee today. Too. Oh, no. I'm, no I, I'm all about it. Um, I never, I don't, I, I don't really think about it too much. I, I feel like most of the people who are engaged with me in uh, on the social media or whatever are in on the joke so nobody thinks otherwise like nobody right. thinks I'm anything but what I really am I think yeah. it's hard to say really um, but yeah I don't I don't put too much thought into it I just think I think confidence is I think overconfidence is is funny uh, I think <laughs> people who are sure of themselves are are goofy <laughs> right. sometimes, um, and then sometimes I, I envy them like crazy. Um, but yeah, that, I just I just go for whatever I I'm thinking is funny in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, how did you learn to be that true to that voice of yourself? Because one thing I like about you is that you are just silly, goofy, whatnot. You let it fly out there. You don't seem to worry about. About it. Yeah, I feel like I spent so much time, maybe like four, three or four years ago, uh, kind of just overthinking everything and worried about everything and thinking too much about, you know, my band's career and, and every move we make is, is like do or die. And it just became so exhausting and, and unfun for me. That kind of when I started, when Jeff and I started playing and doing Antarctica Vespucci, it was kind of, I, I, I hit a, a, some sort of reboot button in my head. And it was just like, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. Like, sure, there's a way to do it and you can, you know, make money and, and or just like make a living. Um, but you can't let it become something that's not fun because then your art suffers too because yeah. I mean I definitely have like first hand experience like when something becomes not fun like songs aren't as good <laughs> and then so in, in like what I, what I like about the stuff you guys do like you do the podcast do Antarctica Vespucci yeah did I actually say it right yeah you did it Fucking hell good right. job first time for everything um, you know your solo work You've got your t-shirt business. You seem to embrace the weird. Yeah. How, how important is it for the little kid that's listening to embrace their inner weirdness? Oh, it's 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 super important. It's, you know, nobody is you. And you, I, I just think everybody has so much to say and they, they are afraid to say it because they think it's stupid. And sometimes it is stupid, but that's okay. Just say it yeah. and and put it out there and, and and see what you get back. And uh, but sometimes stupid is brilliant. Right. Exactly. You don't really know until you put it out there. Yeah. And people are so like. Um, sometimes people ask me like for advice on like writing songs and stuff, and it's so it's so uh, something I've heard so much. It's just another thing that that you don't really get until you really get. It's uh, just like write what you know. And, and you don't think about that. But, but once I started writing about like super personal experiences, super specific experiences, things that I was like, nobody's going to know what I'm talking about. Those are always the songs. Those are always the, <laughs> the, the writings or whatever I do that resonate the most with the people. And, and to me, I'm like, I'm talking about like, Naples, Florida specifically and I know nobody lives in Naples, Florida but it's just something about like a super specific experience people can relate to that because they have their own experiences that they can put in the, that place Are you still in Naples? Uh, I just moved to uh, LA What? Yeah, with my wife Yeah, how's married life? It's great, I nice. love it Yeah. Speaking of married life I really love uh, how you and Jeff Rosenstock like complement each other Oh, thank like, you. I, that, that's I don't in in my head that was a funnier joke than a <laughs> but um like I really like the ants uh, Antarctica Vespucci. Yes, thank you for saying it right for me. It's an insane made-up band name. It you shouldn't feel bad about not <laughs> knowing how to pronounce it. But I love how well you guys compliment each other and on the podcast and how well you guys get along and whatnot. And like, what do you guys get from each other's friendship? 
I, that's that's a weird. I, that's half a question there. Like, right. Oh, well, oh, but I totally have an answer. Um, I know that when we started Antarctica Vespucci, we were both in a place where we were kind of feeling. Uh, we weren't sure if we were going to keep making music, either of us. Yeah. I was in a really bad place with fake problems, and he had just played the last bomb the music industry shows, and uh, we were both kind of like, what What are we doing? And we were just like, let's do this fun. We didn't really even know each other that well. We had toured with each other for like a, a week, years, years and years and years ago. So we knew each other, but we didn't, we weren't super close. So we started talking, and we're just like, let's, you know, I'll, I'll fly up to New York and, and let's just make an EP or something. It'll be fun. I've got these songs that I want to use. And, uh, and so I got to New York and I buzzed his apartment and I was walking up the stairs. And as I was walking up the stairs, I, was, I, I realized, like, I don't know Jeff. This is crazy. <laughs> what am I doing? And I, uh, we talked about it later, like months later and he pretty much had the same realization as I was walking up the stairs too he's like oh wait a second I don't really know Chris what if this doesn't go well yeah. and thankfully it went so well and we were just both in such an open place to like learn from each other and just kind of have fun that it was just like such a great experience and that's kind of what we've taken into our friendship going forward just you know learn from each other and just have fun above everything because we both know that once things get too serious they become unfun nice and and then your respective wives are okay with you guys' relationship oh yeah (laughs) because you guys just seem so close oh yeah and seem to have so much fun together and I don't know and it it all came out of this creative uncomfortableness is that right yeah yeah Yeah. I think so that's cool yeah and you, you mentioned about being open how important is it to be open to new things because you've got, you've done a lot of cool stuff, and 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 I'm, and this comes from like I look like I have to look through my Instagram feed every once in a while. I'm like, God damn, I did a lot this year. Yeah, I'm like I did yeah, a lot. You of do cool have stuff. to remind yourself that 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 you are being productive. Sometimes, like me, I, I feel if I'm not doing something for an hour, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm letting my life get off the rails. So and, and, and see it, me today, I was like. I just wanted to lay on the couch, and I'm like, I, I set this appointment with you, and I'm like, I gotta force myself to get up. Yeah. And once I force myself up, I'm like, why haven't I been doing this for the last three months? Yeah, and, yeah. But so, a little different, but similar. Like, you want to be working all the time. Me, I kind of avoid it until I have to. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, coming from that place where I was kind of, you know, getting out of depression and going to therapy and stuff, I just started to say yes to every opportunity that came my way. And so that that started with the Antarctica Vespucci thing, and then that kind of led me to, uh, somebody asked me to do a split cassette with them, uh, and it would, and as me solo, and that ended up being truly like my actual first solo release. Um, and that wasn't the Tim Kasher thing? No, that was, yeah. um, that was uh, on No Sleep Records, it was with this guy, Gray Gordon. It's just a little cassette we, we put out, it's really cool. Um, but that kind of gave me the confidence to, I, I recorded it myself and I was like, oh, I, I can record things myself and put them out on a real record label. Um, and that kind of parlayed into me emailing Tim Kasher kind of out of the blue. Like we had, see, we had met a few times and we had kind of struck up a friendship uh, over Twitter and stuff. But and, and then he toured with Laura Stevens. Right, a right, too. yeah. Mutual yeah. friends of ours. Right. Um, so... Yeah, I, I just had this crazy idea to do a split with him, and I was I agonized over the email for like days and days and days, and uh, and I was I kept showing it to my wife and was like, is this an ins- am I a weirdo? And she, and she basically said, yes, you are a weirdo, but he's probably a weirdo too. And I was like, that's a good point. And so I sent the email, and he sent it. He he replied within five minutes. Let's let's do it. Hell yeah. And so. Yeah, and just kind of like things like that just kind of keeps the momentum going of just kind of feeling like finding something that you're afraid to do but also really want to do and just going for it. And if it doesn't work out, I can't, I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of things that I I tried to do that didn't work out, but you know, you kind of forget about them because 
you know, whatever. It, it does something doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. <laughs> falls away. Right. But the things that work out, you know, they're they're permanent, and you and you kind of can look back and be like, awesome, hell yeah. In in saying yes to everything, it gives you kind of a confidence to go and approach somebody like Tim Casher. Right. Because it gets a point where like. I don't know how you feel, but in, in my own experiences, I'm like, I can go fucking do anything now. What, yeah. So. Yeah. What what else, what else is there? I mean, like, you've already done all these great things. What is there? What else is on your bucket list of things to do? Oh, I don't know. I definitely. I, I know that's a big. Yeah. Omnious question. I, 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 I know. apologize for asking. No, 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 no. I definitely. I have crazy goals. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm far from it now, but, <laughs> like, even things like winning, like, the Grammy, like, I yeah. mean, that sounds insane right now for me, yeah. and I, I feel like it's, it's definitely many years away <laughs> if it ever happens, but, like, who, who people win Grammys? Why can't they I fucking win a Grammy? They've been in one. You know? Grammy. Yeah. A couple of them, even. I like that pose you went into. You, like, kind of went down. You're like, God, <laughs> uh, yeah, am I going to... Because it's, embar- it's embarrassing. It. Like, that's an embarrassing yeah. thing to say. But it's also, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to do a lot of things, and I want to... You know, I'm going to die eventually, cool. yeah. and then I'll just be dead. It'll be <laughs> over. So well, I want to do as much as I can while yeah. I'm here. Do you have a fear of missing out? Um, I have, I, I feel it like, um, on Instagram, when I first wake up, if I'm not on tour and I'm seeing pictures of my friends on tour, yeah. I feel like I wish I was on tour, but I don't have like, oh, I should go to the bar tonight kind of thing because yeah. after a f- many years of that, you kind of realize nothing actually happens. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning that now still. Yeah. I mean, I'm still drinking mm-hmm. way too much, but it's more like sit on my front porch and read comic books and still have the same wonderful evening yeah and uh, yeah and that bar comment that, that i mean that drinking's fine i don't care about it but like just but, the culture of, of uh well but, whatever but, but i'm sure Do we it. both know this the same like same type of people like uh the bars i used to work in always had those regulars set of the same stools every day doing the same thing every yep. day and and just that was enough for me to be like, I don't want to be like these guys in 10, 15, 20 years. I'm going to go try to do something. Yeah. And then I remember those guys, and I'm like, I'm going to get up the, off the fucking couch. I'm going to stop watching uh, Gilmore Girls reruns. Yeah. As great as they are. Yeah. And I'm going to go talk to Chris Barron like we're doing now. Hell yeah. Although it was Bojack Horseman reruns. <laughs> yeah, but still. Um, and uh, that's where I was going. All this, all this started because once upon a time you were a kid in high school was like, I want to play play songs. Yeah. And then you just stuck with it and here you are, you're throwing Brian Fallon. You've been in Taco Bell, Bell commercials. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that BP Crunch coming back? Is it coming back? Yeah, there's a video that your song's in. That oh, yeah. Oh, the, okay, so BP yeah. Crunch. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> you're like, I, don't I know. love the Taco Bell uh, 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 company. They're great. They've always <laughs> been very nice to me. Contractually obligated to say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Probably not. Um, but I, like you've gotten to do some really cool things because one day you got up off the couch and decided to do it. And I, I can imagine somewhere there's either like maybe a 16-year-old kid or a 36-year-old quote-unquote kid who's always been trying to figure out how to get up off the couch and make these things happen for themselves. Do you have any words of wisdom for those kids who just want to do it but are afraid or don't know how? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just to start doing it. It start this, you know, if you feel like you're in a really bad, small place, just start, and you'll start gaining traction. You know, get good at what you do, and be nice to people. Always be nice to people. That's insanely important. Just be nice to people, <laughs> mostly. Um, but yeah, just just start doing it. Start playing shows. Start getting out of your comfort zone. Um, there's an episode of Louie, the TV show, um, where Mark Maron's in it also. It's it's this scene where, uh, in this reality, Mark Maron is kind of like doing well and Louie is not doing well. (laughs) Which is funny because in real life it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. But basically Louie gets kind of upset and he's like kind of moping because he's he's essentially jealous and he's like, I want to be doing these things. And uh, his girlfriend in the show is just like, do it. He's like, he's just some guy. Yeah. You're all just some guy or some girl. Just everybody who's doing anything, like Chris Farron, Brian Fallon, 
Dave Grohl, uh, Beyonce. They're all just people yeah. who are just like, I want to do this. I want to do this really bad. And if you really want to do it, try to yeah. do it as, as hard as you can. And obviously some people are in more advantaged places and privileged places. And, you know, I, all I can say is just to try as hard as you can and, and take every opportunity you can take. I've, it's a lot of hard work. But I find that if you're doing the right work and the work that you love, it's easy. Yeah. You find it the yeah. same way for you? Uh, yeah, totally. I never feel... there. There's there's very rarely a day on a tour that I feel like, oh, God, I wish I was at home, yeah. you know? <laughs> I love touring. I wish I could do it. Yeah, it's great. Constantly. Yeah. But uh, let's see what else I got. So uh, you're, you're finishing off this tour with Brian Fallon. Yeah. What, what do you got coming up next? Um, my record comes out September 2nd. And it's a uh, full length? It's a full length. What? Who's putting it out? Uh, when does this episode a plop? Maybe, maybe this week? Okay, so I can't say <laughs> who's putting it out yet. Okay. Um, but if you watch my Twitters and everything sometime in the middle of July, uh, you'll know. Cool. That's good to hear. Um, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a friendly place, for sure. Is, is Big Problems done? I'm sure you get asked that a lot. I don't know. I wouldn't say we're done forever completely, but I think it's it's something that we will all know it's right to come back yeah. to when the time is right. Just right now, it's it uh, it doesn't make sense for any of us. Yeah. We're all doing That's our right. own things. And, and and it was a great band that had a great run. And I mean, I wouldn't know you. I mean, I, we would have met somehow. Probably. Somewhere. But I wouldn't have that great memory of that show with Triple Nickel. <laughs> anyway, that's a different story. Uh, I, I miss booking shows, but I don't miss losing money. Yeah, yeah, I um, bet. Yeah, and then so what else? Back to the island, is that oh. ever going to be a thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're actually, Jeff and I are recording tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, we're trying to bank a bunch so we don't have to keep taking breaks. Because it's just so hard because both yeah. of us are full-time touring musicians. Um, so we're gonna try to get those out back as as soon as possible. I mean, we have committed to watching the entire series of Lost, and that will happen. I swear to God. But I think I think the fans that actually listen don't care if you finish it. Um. Yeah. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. I, but we're gonna. I just enjoy like uh, I listened the other episode I listened to was you guys talking about uh, Kanye's new record. You're like, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. Nobody else likes it. And then you played a sound clip. It was like, ah, unpopular. I don't remember the sound clip. But right. Yeah. It was yeah. so. It was so much fun. And I'm not one to usually enjoy listening to two guys just talk. Yeah. But I really enjoy listening to you two's chemistry and how you two talk. Oh, thank you. And maybe I should find a co-host. Maybe you want to be my co-host no, too. Sure, yeah, we can, let's do it. We can <laughs> awkwardly ask people uh, weird questions. Yeah. Like, do you believe in destiny? No. Uh, other than the record coming out I've got a lot more touring coming up uh, I've got some shows in August with Broken Beak who is that's a Brendan from Modern Baseball uh, his other band um, and uh, Wrecking Ball in August I'm playing The Fest yeah. and I've also got a big long tour that is also yet to be announced in October November uh, that kind of coincides with The Fest is it in AV, can we do any more? Oh, way yeah, to say yeah, it. that is the easy cool. way to say it. AV, we will, um, maybe not this year, but maybe this year, I don't know. We've already talked about making another record. We've actually we've titled our next two records, so we've got at least two more coming. Uh, we just have to write songs and, and, and sit in a room with each other for long enough. Look, looking at the unquote or quote unquote records page for that record this afternoon, it was like, this record costs $300 to make. Oh, Don't yeah. make a record. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. That that, I, my record that's coming out on a real record label coming up, <laughs> I made it myself. Like, I made it in my guest room, you know? And it doesn't sound like shit. It sounds yeah. good. <laughs> it, it, how's the t shirt business? It's okay. I, I, I don't really. Um, so I made that Smith's shirt, yeah. and um, I never really sought anything after that. I didn't try to make any more goofy shirts other than my own personal merch because um, I don't it just seems it's not really a world I'm interested in I was lucky enough for that to happen to me and it was very cool very lightning in a bottle kind of situation 
um, but it doesn't interest me to kind of take time away from songwriting and my career as a musician to try to figure out more funny shirts. Okay, that's yeah. cool. And when they come, they come. Yeah, they come, they come. Yeah. And, and um, I really like that. That was just, um, I, I, I hate to use the word stupid, but it's just kind of a stupid idea that just kind of like, holy shit, look what I got to do with this silly look. Silly. Yeah. Silly's a better word yeah, than silly. stupid. Stupid's fine though. Silly, uh, stupid, whatever. Silly, it's just silly and it's just embracing that weirdness. Yeah. And yeah. you were you were back to on the Tonight Show. Yeah, crazy. How nuts. Insane. It all started because you know, you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna make the shirt. Yeah, that the shirt came from therapy. Uh, I mean, it, the, the idea didn't come from therapy, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I had the idea and I told my therapist that I was like, I was thinking of making like these shirts, but maybe that's just stupid. And she was just like, do it. How much, it'll, how much will it cost to make 30 shirts? And I was like, ah, like 150 bucks. And, uh, and then I did it. And I sold a bunch. <laughs> yeah, nice. And uh, you're super modest about it, but it's brilliant. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Anything else you want to throw out there before we go? Um, Normally I'm better at wrapping these up, but no, I haven't done worry. one in a while, so I'm kind of like, I don't know what the hell do it. Come see me on tour, follow me on the internet, baby, anything. Listen to your podcast when it comes podcast, back. Even, yeah. even the old episodes, they're yeah. not very timely, so yeah, you can yeah. listen to them at any time. Yeah. And you don't really have to have watched Lost, even no, though I love we Lost. we barely talk about Lost. It's it's pretty great. Um, we, we talk about Lost so little, in fact, that we have <laughs> a segment that we force ourselves to do, which is called... Uh, Chris and Jeff talk about loss for four minutes. <laughs> nice. Uh, all right. Well, doors are in a few minutes. So cool. Let's get. Let's 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 go. Let's go. I yeah. don't know what else to say. Great. I need to figure out how to end these things. Let's go. <laughs> Enjoy cool. your beer. Great. Me too. All right. Thank you. Peace. <laughs> all right, buddies. Thank you to Chris Barron for hanging out and chatting with me and to, uh, again, just being a rad, 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 cool guy. I really fucking love that dude. Um, and, and hopefully I can call him a friend. I would like to also apologize to Chris Barron, my good friend Jared Hart and Brian Fallon, because later that night I uh, drank a few too many Pabst Blue Ribbon tall cans and got kicked out of the backstage for uh, maybe stealing some of Chris Barron's delicious, delicious pizza. <laughs> it was damn good July 4th, and uh, I think we celebrated it right. And thank you, everybody, for... Uh, thanks thanks for tuning back in to Most of Harmless Podcast. I know it's been a while. I know that introduction was really long and rambly, and hopefully this exit will be uh, pretty short. Uh, we got a bunch of episodes already recorded in the can. Hopefully we'll be doing this a lot more weekly-based, and we have our upcoming live show July 28th at Muni Cafe with Virgil Dickerson from Suburban Home Records, Scooter James from Pinhead Circus, and uh, Jeff Allen, and probably a very, very special comedian guest, depending on if they are in town or not. We're still working on that. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to tell you right now. Um, buddies, visit mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. Subscribe to our email list. Follow us on iTunes. Uh, like us on Facebook. All that good stuff. You know what to do. You know what to do. And please, drop me a line at mostlyharmlesspodcast.com. You can find my email address on there um, or Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. I'm not really always good at emailing people back, but... Um, Going forward, I think we're going to talk a lot more about depression and things. I talked to Dane Andriano from Alkaline Trio and the Falcon the other night, and uh, he was like, hey, man, how are things going? I was like, dude, I lost my fucking mind, but now I'm back. I'm seeing the therapist. Things are okay. And he goes, dude, I want to talk to you about that. I battle, and and maybe we'll talk to him uh, here in a few months in October when he's back and uh, talk about some depression, really, like, really dig deep. I know Ryan Young already does this stuff, um, but I'm, I'm Damien, and... Me and Ryan Young are similar yet different guys. I, I really like Ryan Young. I got to get him on here. Um, if you haven't listened to Anxious and Angry, his podcast is way better than this one. Uh, and go listen to that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut the hell up and let's listen to uh, an Artigo Vespucci song. Um, and I think it's really 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 funny. It's really this is the song we have to listen to right now. Um, God, it's, it was up between save me from myself or losing my mind. And I decided we're going to go with save me from myself. Cause that seems like just the better, the better song to leave you guys off with. And, uh, this, again, this is, uh, an article with from leaving La Vida Loca, their newest uh, record. Please pick it up. You can pick it up at quote unquote records for free, or you should buy it because it's a damn good record, um, made by, you know, Chris Fair and Jeff Rosenstock. And I've rambled way too much. So this is saved me from myself by uh, Antarctico Vespucci. Thanks, buddies. See you in the funny pages. Take care now. You're here. Woo!
Save me from myself. You gotta save me from myself. 